0: and we are live welcome back to the since 94 podcast i got my boys jb jonathan Bassi, gary d god and and today we got ourselves another special guest uh, he is a 2016 cif champ all-time winningest player in lake forest history and a member of the Armenian national team adam arslanian how are you doing man what's up guys thanks for having me thanks for being on uh, yes sir um, how's quarantine going?
1: Boring, man. I'm just doing nothing. Basically, just trying to get through school, graduate in, in a week and a half, virtually, in the living room, and working, and basically. That's it.
2: What are you majoring in?
1: Uh, business.
2: Business, nice. Alright, guy. Okay. Have you been, uh, hooping lately?
1: I mean, I have a hoop back in the backyard, but, like, it's tough. Nobody else wants to hoop, so, like... Not even your brother? No, man. My brother wakes up, goes straight to the game room, Xbox grind.
2: <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone.
0: Yes, sir. I think he's just scared it to play one-on-one against you. At this point, I think he is, although he's like 6'6 like six, six now, though. Yeah, I know. But he's slow. He, he can't shoot, really. So. He can't shoot at all. So, um, how about your family? How's the family? Everyone's good? Everyone's safe? Yeah, I won't stay. My mom's kind of keeping us all in check. What are, you, what are you watching nowadays? I just finished
1: Money Heist, actually. Have you guys seen it?
3: Not yet. I've been that suggested that things. many times, yeah. I, I finished, finished season
1: one. I finished the whole thing in four days.
3: Oh, wow. I can't be healthy. That's definitely not healthy. Wait, that's like, <laughs> oh, I haven't slept
1: yeah. in the last two days.
3: Was okay. When was the
0: last time you saw
1: sunlight? Sunlight. I actually walked to the garage today. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: all right, Adam. So we're gonna start it off from from way back when, the roots of how this all started, how we ended up in this uh, podcast together. So, rumor had it, uh, in Tola Middle School, you missed your uh, basketball practice uh, yeah. or the first ever tryout or whatever, and you ended up playing on the ARSC team. Yep. Um, um, and that ARC team is pretty much what had you, uh, how they found you to end up at the high school you ended up at, right? This yeah. Is this a true story? True story. So what happened? Why'd you miss that practice?
1: Um, I, I either was, I either was sick and I couldn't attend it or I was just too scared to go and just like completely like missed it and was like too scared to like not make the team. Um. But luckily, my mom like looked into like AAU teams, linked me up with this ARC program, um, and the my coach, Coach Quarterman, um, great guy, um, played with him, never left. So like, I don't know how many years it was like six, seven years, from like seventh grade on to like my senior year. Um, connected me to my high school, and then just kind of like lo- my loyalty to him just like paid off, I guess.
0: Is he one of the assistant coaches at Viewpoint? So, like,
1: the guy at ARC is his dad, and his son is the assistant coach at Viewpoint.
0: Okay, got it. Uh, Any other schools for high school? How'd that work?
1: As far as I was going to go? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Fedon was an option. Um, And then the sister school to Portola Middle School was Taft. But my mom didn't really want to send me to Taft, so... The viewpoint was, like, the best option, I guess.
3: So for people that don't know, Firahian is an Armenian private school, and you you, and, like, Nish- Nishan and I are uh, of Armenian descent. What was the choice of not... Like, as a lot of kids, like, like, you and I and Nishan would f- fall into that and go into, like, the school for the community. Like, what made... What, did you have a decision in not going there, or did you have a decision to say, you know what, I'm going to choose basketball and see where this can take me, or...?
1: Yeah, so I, I left in fifth grade. And my mindset was, like, I got to broaden my, like, um, horizon. I got to see more things, like, and leaving fifth grade was good to me because, like, I feel like leaving in eighth grade, you don't want to really, like, m- miss out on your buddies' high school years, you know, and you get, like, kind of stuck. Mm. Um, so, like, when I left fifth grade year, it was good because I didn't feel as attached to it as I would have if I stayed through middle school, and that way I was, like, able to um, – go to a different high school. All
3: right. So, was, so it, was, it, was the transition, like, seamless, or you kind of just felt like like made, there was a little bit of adjusting? Oh, my first year
1: at middle school was a huge adjustment because I went from, like, a small bubble school with, like, 14 kids in a class at I am, to, like, 1,500 kids in three grades. So that was a huge adjustment. And then another adjustment was the public school life until another private school transition from middle school to high school is a huge transition because like public school is like kind of you like fend for yourself kind of thing and then the high school is more like everybody's like bubbled up kind of and it was like another year to, for me to adjust to that kind of environment
2: how was the uh, how was the structure at, at viewpoint for like you know the basketball team like how it was coached you know how um you know how you guys played practices and et etc uh, I would say it's very organized. Um, when I went
1: there, it was just, I think his third or fourth year already coaching there, and and how coach JJ, <laughs> yes sir. Um, and how he and how he built it was so our class came in and then like we were struggling at first, and then slowly like build the bricks to that our junior year and senior year we were very successful. Um, so that that goes to show like the way he ran the program mm. turned out to be a very like turned in he turned the program into a winning culture, basically. Sure. So well,
2: junior
0: year, let's, let's, let's go to junior year. Cause that's like you said, that's when the success started to, yeah. to show. Um, so junior year, you guys played in the CIF championship game and ended up losing a winward. Yeah. In overtime against Sharif O'Neal's winward team, right? Yeah. This was like his, was was first, there, that was like his freshman sophomore year.
1: Freshman year, yeah.
0: How how did that how did how was that experience that first time playing in a CIF game like probably the biggest game of your life at that point?
1: Yeah, that was. I mean, I probably played my worst game of my career that game. To be honest, um, missing wide open layups, um, and then I don't know if you guys like if I I don't know if it's just me, but in the CIF final game, I know you played in one the ball is kind of messed up. Like, it's brand new, so it's super
0: slippery. <laughs> I've heard that so, before.
1: I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it affected you or not. Clearly not. You guys won, but...
0: Um, yeah, I had, a, I, had a, I had a solid
3: game.
1: Yeah. I, so, like, this is what happened, though. Like, in the championship game, we had down one with, like, a couple seconds left, and we were inbound the baseline, and my my boy had nowhere to throw it in, so he just threw it up to me at half court, and it was like a like a free-for-all. 50-50. Yeah, 50-50. Right. I ended up grabbing it, and the guy fouled me. So it was two shots, down one with, like, honestly, like six seconds left. And so I get to the free throw line, and I'm like, I'm shaking. Like, it's crazy how much pressure you feel at that moment.
0: Where did you guys play?
1: Uh, where did we play?
0: It's the same so place my I played at. Okay, Goldinez. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the gym was packed, and
1: they were all chanting and stuff um so i get the line i missed the first one and and then like my i can't i start like i lost feeling in my arm and everything <laughs> the second one so i'm dribbling dribbling i shoot it and as as it goes out of my hands i'm like oh my god i just airballed no but uh, luckily dude it went in um, oh. so like they couldn't so then we they miss so we go to overtime and it uh, we just like ran out of gas in overtime. We were down seventeen at one
3: point in the game. Came back, crazy game. But like that toughened you up though. Like you, f- you feel like yeah. you walk out of that game like just that. That that's like where men are made, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I, I to say I've, I've never felt like that before or after again. So definitely like learned from it.
0: How is it going up against the young Sharif? He
1: honestly he. It's different, just because like he's he's son, he's a son of a famous like, Laker legend and stuff. But like his freshman year, his he his biggest impact came in overtime. He didn't play really a lot in the regular, regular time, but in overtime he was killing. Like he was just bigger and more athletic than all of our players. So
0: yeah. Um, but like Garden said, junior year uh, a loss like that really really it's it's like it, you could you could look at it in a good way which for you ultimately that's it, it was a, it did end up in a good way because senior year you won uh viewpoints first ever c i f championship yeah uh you led the team right i don't know actually i don't know about leading the team but you averaged fourteen two and six and a half rebounds per game uh so you guys against laSalle i wanna say right yeah so how'd that feel that that redemption of like because not many people get to CF games back to back, yeah, and especially losing the first time and the second time you win it, that must have felt amazing.
1: Oh, yeah, it was definitely like it was like a relief kind of thing. Like, I, I did not want to lose again. I don't think anybody on that team wanted to get, be known as the team that like <clears throat> went there twice, lost twice. You know, um, so yeah, we luckily we were able to pull it out the environments for those games are
3: crazy that's that's kind of what we live for was it that much different like compared to like regular home games that you guys have like is it something that you you felt now that you went through that whole season you lost and you came back to that so did you feel that it didn't really affect you anymore or it definitely it definitely
1: that? it definitely helped already knowing what to expect so like for players if it's their first time they kind of get shocked maybe Mm. For us, that we've already been there, so like we knew what to expect, we knew what the crowd was gonna be, we knew what it was gonna be like, and it was just gonna be like a hard fuck game, regardless of who you're playing at that point.
2: Going into your senior senior year, what was like the mindset of you know um, during like the off season and you know before regular season game started? Was it to get back to CIF, or was it just you know this is our senior year, let's ball out, let's try to you know go to go play in college, hoop in college, et cetera. What was the mindset? My, our mindset, I
1: feel like we had, a, we had a great group of seniors coming in. Um, we, all wanted, we all wanted to win CIF because we knew we, we knew we had what it took, you know? It was just like getting there is the hardest part and then winning it. Um, so, like, we had to put it all together. We had to make sure the underclassmen were in par with the upperclassmen and then just, like, as a unit, um, just grind it out basically. But, yeah, I mean, after our season ended, it, it's not like I stopped playing. It's like we went right into AAU. And then summer ball for AAU, summer ball for high school. So, like, it's a like year-round. You're always around teams. You're always around your teammates. So it was just like we're a great group of, like, family, basically. Yeah,
3: building chemistry. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there's, like, a sense of constant improvement.
0: Yep. Well, what do you feel you did differently from that junior year going into the senior year, now that you knew what it took, I guess?
1: Um,
0: I just, like, I feel like I took more of, like, a leadership stance um,
1: as, like, a senior leader. Junior year, I was... My junior year, we had, I mean, Mie Aone was like, the best player in school history, and he pretty much led the team in this and that. But senior year, we had, like, four, four seniors uh, that really, like, stepped up and didn't allow for us to have, like, bad days at practice. Yeah. Um, everyone bought – the biggest thing I feel like in, like, team sports is having everyone buy in because, like, if one person on the team is not buying in, then he's going to be, like, dragging somebody else down and it's just, like, a bad, bad chain. But if everyone's buying in, nobody cares about minutes, like, everyone just wants to win, I feel like that's when you have the most success.
0: Um Speak Mie, if people don't know that is uh he's with the Utah Jazz. Is he jumping around G League and Utah or what's what's the deal over there? Yeah, uh
1: he signed it he has a guaranteed contract. It just like you get assigned, he gets assigned to the G League, then sometimes he has he gets up to the main team.
3: Do you think playing under I'm I'm sorry, go go ahead? ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna ask, do you think like playing for like as a junior and he was a senior at the time, like do you think playing with someone like that, and especially in the environments that you played in, do you think like that was a learning experience for you?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's just like you get to see like how competitive they are at practice. Like me and me and Mia used to like battle at practice. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't win much, but like I, I never backed down, you know. Um, and there's like a sense of respect there, um, and from there you you get each other better um, competing. Nobody wanted to lose. Like at practice, it was like coach had to. And practice like he wouldn't we wouldn't allow him to like end it if we lost it'd be like one more time one more time you know
0: yeah um talk to us about your recruiting process How, how'd that go because you had so did so you had me as one of your teammates i'm sure college coaches would come to practice and watch i would assume yeah, we had we had a
1: couple. Christian. And Christian
0: then, yeah, you had Christian Juzang, your senior year. He was your teammate. He played yeah. at Harvard. Uh huh. And then uh, you've had some other D3 guys come out of the viewpoint as well. Uh, Shio. Or, Shio. Is, that, is that how you say it? Yep. Shio and Timmy. Um, so you've seen how the, the recruitment process works with uh, having teammates in that position before. Um, how is it for you? What, what was your recruitment process like? Um, so my recruitment
1: process, like, came mostly from, so AAU was big. Like, my junior year going to my senior year was a big summer as far as getting the live events, like Vegas, you get to um, Anaheim, like, all those live events for basketball. Um, but mostly they would reach out, so, like, they would reach out to my coach and, uh, and ask, like, ask about me, and then they would connect them to my high school coach, and then they would be able to come to some practices and to be able to watch me and stuff. But as far as, like, my relationship with the people that recruited me, my biggest thing was, like, relationship, like, how they were, like, interacting with me, like, would I want to talk to this guy, you know? Like, I'm not going to go somewhere if I don't want to see this guy, ever. So that was my biggest thing, and that's how I ended up choosing Lake Forest, um, they seem like great people, um, really easy to talk to. So, was there like?
3: Did you ever have that sense of like? Uh, did you ever have that sense of people? Like, did you? What? I, what? I, sorry. Do you feel like you started getting used to it when people were asking, like, talking to you and trying to recruit you? Like, was there a learning process with that, or did you just start to realize that? Oh, this is the way that agents talk to you. This is the way the recruiters talk to you.
1: I mean yeah you my my high school coach kind of like tr- like told us how it was going to be like they're going to hit you up you're going to have to be like very respectful this and that so like I kind of was like getting ready for it um but it's different you know like they come to watch you play and like if the end goal is to get you to come to their school to play basketball that um some some coaches don't really care like how you are as a person like they just look at oh he's a good basketball player, he can dunk or whatever. It's like, I, we need a guy who can do this and like bring him over. But there's a, then there's some coaches that really care about the person, like how they are, like they want to be family, like come to the house. And like, those are the type of people like I feel like get the better recruits.
2: Bringing it back a little bit, before you started going through the recruitment process, did you, um, did you always know you wanted to play college ball or was it, were you just playing for the love of the game?
1: Um, I, I knew that for me, I couldn't go to school without playing basketball. Cause I, I'd be too bored. Like I couldn't do just like go to class and then what am I going to do for the rest of my day? Like, I'm not going to just sit there and do homework, you know? Yeah. Um, so like I needed that sense of like, I need to have a practice schedule. I need to have a lift program. I need a, uh, my, fr- my, most of my like best friends are from basketball anyway. So, um, I, I think for me it was, I loved
2: it. And I also like needed it. Like the routine. You needed the routine. You were used to it. Yeah. I feel that. You you feel like the game. All three of of us didn't play, so it sucked. Wait, what? I I was just
3: saying that
0: all three of us kinda didn't play, so uh, you're right, college did suck for us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying, like I I got like even
0: like in the off season, like
1: Luckily, like, I mean, not luckily, but, like, this year, like, I didn't really have an off-season because, like, I just got shipped home after extended. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the years prior, the years before, like, our season would end and it would be like, all right, what are we doing now? Like, we would have open gyms for, like, yeah. an hour and a half and stuff. But, like, it doesn't take – it doesn't really occupy me as much as it interests me.
3: Um, you said something a little earlier I kind of want to ask about uh about the the process of your coaches – your coach trying to, like, prepare you for the whole recruitment process and everything what did you, do you feel like you got that experience because you went to private school or what what experience what are other experiences that you heard from like other players that you play listed with your AAU teams
2: um
1: I, I i didn't it's tough because I didn't, I didn't play for like one of those like big time AAU programs that like basically kind of like pay for your scholarship or like pay for like colleges to come and watch you play you know what i mean Uh Um, so kind of like my most of my recruitments how I got recruited was playing against those types of teams that had college teams college coaches there Uh and like showing out you know um I I would say like the my biggest like factor for me not getting highly recruited was I wasn't as athletic as coaches and teams wanted me to be but at the same time like I wasn't as athletic but I was like I was able to compete and like i never had a problem with like oh wow i can't really play with these guys because i'm not as athletic as them you know so i'd always i always found a way to impact the game even though i wasn't as athletic as everybody else on the court um with just like basketball iq just like like my shooting ability and stuff like that um i feel like that that's what set me apart but then again like with the lack of athleticism and I'm not one of those people that say, like, yeah, I can, I'm athletic. I'm, like, I'm a realist, you know? I'm not going to go out there and try to dunk in everybody. I'll lay it up. I'll get two points.
0: <laughs> now, before you ended up going to school that year, so you graduate 2016 from Viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, before transitioning to, to, the, to the, the, the Division three level, you ended up playing for the national team, Armenia's national team. Yeah. Um, with the U twenty team, which would make you one of the younger guys, I would say, on the roster. Yep. Um, but looking at your stats, you really held your own. You averaged 5, and two, um, and those fifteen points per game actually put you as a top ten scorer in that tournament. Uh, you were eight actually number number eight on the list. So, how's that? How's that experience going overseas, being away from your family, um, playing against? Older, older competition. I mean, it was really, it
1: was different because prior to that, all I did was, like, didn't travel anywhere. It was just, like, basketball year-round. The farthest we went was Vegas. Didn't sit on a plane or anything. And then two days after my graduation, hopped on a 12-hour flight to Russia and then a three-hour connecting flight to Armenia. And then spent a month training in and I would say not the most ideal situation as far as gym gyms go and stuff. Um but I would say I really I would say that experience really like made me grow as a player, as a as a person. because um, like it's not it's it wasn't the easiest thing to do, you know. Um I I I, I was the youngest guy on the team. I had just graduated, I was 18 at the time. Um, So 18 going in with no expectations, nothing. Like I had no idea what was going on. Just like, hey, you want to play with us? And I said, yeah, why not? And just constant practice. We had two-day practices every day. Um, And I was able to hold my own in the tournament, as you said. So, I mean, it was a really cool experience that
3: I wouldn't take back or anything. Do you think being in those championship games kind of, like, primed you to, like, say, oh, I could take this on? Yeah, 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 for
1: sure. I, For me, it was, like, I never looked at a, a player or a team that I was playing against and, like, we're, we're highly outmatched, you know? As long as, like, I'm all, we're on the court and we're playing, they're going to have to put the ball in the hoop, and so are we, so... Whoever scores more is gonna win the game. So,
2: is there more pressure playing for a national team as opposed to playing for like a school? Would you say?
1: <sighs> it, it's hard. Cause so, I would say yes because you have a whole country backing you. Like so, like it looks bad. And I played in probably one of the biggest games in Armenian national uh, history. Uh, we played against like country rival. Azerbaijan, and it was like if we were in, in no position to win gold that year in that tournament, but as long as we beat Azerbaijan, it was like higher it's all than good. gold. You know? <laughs> it's it's good. all that matters. Like if, if we lose to them, it's going to look really, really bad. And if we win, it's going to look really, really good. So that was probably the most uh, pressured game I would say I played in
0: overseas, and luckily we were able to, we were able to win that game. So, do you think that uh, national uh, army and national team experience helped you uh, into your upcoming freshman year at Lake Forest College? Yeah, I mean, uh, which is in Chicago for the, for people who don't know where Lake Forest is. That's all doing all this other side of the country. Um, so, yeah, how was that? It it definitely
1: got me like a, it was like a quicker adjustment for me because I spent two months overseas, you know, away from the family, away from away from home basically so I was able to like live on my own and I knew how to do it because I was already doing it over the summer so mm-hmm. that that transition wasn't as bad the only transition I would say my, my freshman year was bad as far as living was the weather because Chicago is freezing cold
3: yeah if you're from I LA and you know anything about Chicago it's that's that's a gaping transition
1: yeah it was it was the winter was tough I had dominoes pretty much every night just del- delivered <laughs> to the door <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, how's the D3 experience? I, I like, I know in D3, don't, they don't give out too many scholarships. No, there's no um, scholarships. Oh, no scholarships at all in D3, all right. Um, and then, like, I was, I, I saw firsthand how a D1 program was run at UC Irvine. And, like, the players over there, they're getting shoes, shirts, uh, a lot of, a lot of gear, a lot of, like, any, if you want, a, if you want sleeves, if you want leggings, if you need... Padding, anything you want to get, it's, it's for you. You know, socks, hats, whatever. You got travel gear. Um, everything's paid for. You know, you get a per diem whenever we're on a trip. Um, how is it like in a, in a D3? Do any of those sound familiar to you? I mean, what you said just sounded really good. I never got to really experience that.
1: Uh, <laughs> so that kind of makes me jealous. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't really... We didn't get the benefits as like as far as like gear and stuff, uh, but I wasn't I was I wasn't complaining. Like we got travel we got travel gear as far as like a, a, a sweats and a top, like a jacket. Uh, mm-hmm. It was good for me. Uh, but yeah, we didn't get we didn't get socks, sleeves, shoes, or anything like that.
0: How was how was travel with the team? Because uh... When the D1 program, we're flying everywhere, you know. Even, even sometimes for us, if the game was uh, even like at CSUN, for example, from Irvine, it's like a 60-mile drive. The coach, coaching staff would prefer to even fly if they could, if uh-huh. that was available. Uh, how is it for you guys? Do you, do you guys have the budget for stuff like that?
1: Uh, So every two years, we were able to travel for like the winter tournament. So like my two years here, we went to California my freshman year and then Arizona. And then luckily my senior year, we got to travel to California again. So we kind of lucked out there. But as far as like in conference play, we bussed everywhere. The longest bus ride I sat on was seven hours to Minnesota. Uh,
0: And it was even colder there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All snow. Damn man. Yeah, but uh, the
3: bus rides—you
1: yeah. miss the bus rides, man. Like uh, sitting with the team after
0: like games, you win or lose, it's like it's fun, you know. Yeah. How is preparation for game day? What's a game? What's a game day? Like walk us through, uh, like a eight PM or whatever. Latest game you probably are playing, like morning shoot arounds, walkthroughs, fit- film? What are you guys doing? We,
1: so let's say our, our latest game was, let's say, seven o'clock. Um, we would have morning walkthrough, shoot around. So, like, a, I'd say 10 or 11, we'd come in, get shots up, run to the scout again, run through offense, defense, whatever we need to do, um, grab some lunch, and then come back around three o'clock three or four. Um they would have some like little snacks with the for us or like sandwiches. And then either the girls play either we would have to watch like the first half the girls play, chill in the locker room, get treatment, um, whatever we need to do to get game ready. Um, we would do that. And then like an hour and a half before the game started, we would run through our warm ups. So like how we did it my senior year was like we had the wings warm ups for 15 minutes. Then we had the bigs work out for 15 minutes. Then we mm-hmm. had the guard out, and then we'd go in to watch a scout one more time, and then go up and do our usual uh, warm up with layup lines and stuff like that.
3: That's a full day. Oh yeah. Was there ever like? Were there ever those moments where you're kind of just like sitting there watching the scouting report for like the tenth or twelfth time, and you're just saying, "I, I, I got this. I, I now know what I'm doing."
1: Um, I would say, yeah, but like you never know when you're going to be put on the spot, so like you always been paying attention. It's like you don't want to be the player that gets called out, and you're like just looking at him, like, "Yeah, I, I don't know," you know, because then you look you look really bad, and like then you can't trust you to play. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to put yourself in a position where, like, the coach like that's the biggest thing for me. Like, if the coach doesn't trust you, then like he's not going to really play, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So let's talk about your final year at uh, Lake Forest. Uh, you. So you became the all-time winningest player in the program's history. Yeah. Uh, your senior year, averaged fourteen points a game. Is I think that yeah, that was your highest. That was the most you've averaged in your career um is that because of uh again you took that leadership role like you did in high school senior year um or was it more of like you got more opportunity Uh, i would say both so uh
1: my senior year we had a huge freshman class we had nine freshmen coming in and two transfers so like the only upperclassmen was it was me myself and one other senior was on the team, and we had a junior. And then the rest were either transfers or freshmen Oof, or so. Damn. So you guys
0: are babysitting.
1: So, yeah, basically, like, trying to get them adjusted to what we were, like, trying to do. So, like, that was, that was the toughest part about my senior year. Because um, having to rely on the younger kids is, is a lot. And mm-hmm. that's We didn't have my junior year, and that's why we were, we were able to win conference my junior year. So how was the
2: chemistry that year? Yeah was, was it tough to build? Yeah, I would say it
1: was tough. Because like, you know, like the freshmen like tend to like hang out with the freshmen and the upperclassmen tend to hang out with the upperclassmen. And there were so many more freshmen than upperclassmen, so like the team dynamic was just off, I would say. Um but we did the be- we did the best we could, I would say. Um there was the problem with division three is for players is they come in from high school. Um I experienced is like you come in you're like the guy in high school right like you get all the minutes and stuff and then you come in expecting to be that again but it's just like the older you are like i'd say like seniors and juniors have so much more experience that no matter how good you are like as a senior in high school it's just not as good as a senior in college it's just like Mm -hmm. mentally like physically it's just like completely different like two different ball games um, so I think that's the biggest adjustment for me. That that was the biggest adjustment for me, was getting my body right um, and like my mind. Just like, okay, I'm not gonna be the best, or like I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna play 40 minutes like I did in high school. I'm not gonna play, like, you know what I mean? Um, so just managing your team, seeing what you can like contribute to the team, given your minutes and early on in your years, and making the most of it.
3: Do you think that you knowing all that now, were you able to like con- to transfer that knowledge off to all those freshmen and kind of be that leader? And yeah, just say, hey, I've been I've been there. I've done that. Like, here's what you guys need to do.
1: Yeah, I, I did my best to like try to guide them as far as like um, it's not what you guys expect. Like, you guys have it's going to be a huge transition as far as p- practices and games. Like, you guys are going to have to really like be tough about it mentally. It's, most most of it, I'll say, is mentally tough. Like, I have. I've seen a lot of kids come in D3 and quit. Like, a lot of kids come in, um, and then within the first year, either they quit, like, halfway through it or after their after the freshman year, they're done. It's, like, a lot of kids. So, like, being able to have, like, that mentality, to, like, stick into it, wanting to grind it out, that's the biggest thing. Because, like, there's a lot of players that come in, they're like, that's hey, D3, I'm not playing, so why am I going to play? Like, it's not worth my time, and then they just quit.
2: Yeah. So with all the knowledge you gain now after completing four years at a um, in college, what are some of the misconceptions of, like, D3 that some people think or that even you had before you even went into, you know, playing there?
1: Yeah, um, so it's funny because, like, out here, everybody looks down on D3. So, like, anybody who's, like, yeah. in high school right now, um, it's either D1 or bust. But there's a lot of kids that could play at the Division Three level but just refuse to, like, even, like, give it a chance, you know? Uh, and just try to go after these D1s, D1s, D1s that are just, like, not not it for them, you know? It's all about fit. And at the end of the day, if you don't fit into a D1 program, then you're not going to fit in. Um, so I'd say, like, and Division Three is, like, there's a lot of talented players in Division Three. I like I have seen personally a lot of talented kids at the Division Three level that I played against, I played with, that uh, for some reason didn't get recruited to play a high, uh, higher division.
3: You know, like how often do you think that happens though? Where you see a guy and you're playing against him and you go, "God, he's really good," or like you you play against dudes that, or maybe even the opposite, where you think maybe like how did this guy get e- even in here and yeah did- there, there's
1: both there's both cases and just depending like uh how many players a t- coach i mean a team has so, like you go to like division three programs that have like 15 20 kids you know hmm. and like not all of them are going to be good athletes or like good basketball players um but i would say there's i've i've had like a, a lot of players that i've seen are, like yo yeah these these guys these kids can play like my junior year, we played in the NCAA, the NCAA tournament against Oshkosh, the number one team in the country, and that team was stacked. I'd say like three of them could have played D one. Like they had like six, seven kid, uh, like a wing player who could jump, shoot. Like I'd say, like, yeah, that kid should have played D one. No business playing against us. How about yourself? You think you could have D one? For me, I think I would have held my own. I just like again, like. I've never went into, like, a team and not been able to, like, work my way up. Uh, Yeah. Like, I've I've been put into situations where, like, well, you're not going to play as much, you know? But I found a way to contribute, whether it be, like, on the bench, like, providing energy or anything like that. Um, So, I I've kind of, like, buy... I'm good with, like, buying into, like, my role. Mm Mm-hmm. And then through that, <clears throat> building like trust in the coach, trust in the my teammates, and then trying to get minutes. Like my my sophomore year, I was still like not playing as much, uh, and I was I was obviously frustrated because I knew that I could contribute more to the team. And so I had a huge meeting with like the coaching staff, um, like all the coaches, like four coaches, and then me, just trying to get pick their brains onto why I'm not playing as much if it's something I'm doing, if it's something that they're doing, this and that. So, like, the end of the th- end of it was they told me that the players that they had ahead of me they feel like are better than me. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Like I, I'm not going to tell you what to think or not, but I'm going to change your mindset. Like, it's going to change. So what I did was I told them to put me on the scout team at practices. And you're just cooking everybody. So that I was able to play against these guys, you know, and – I was killing, like, we had a couple practices where we got sent back to the locker rooms to so the coaches would be like, we can't have the scout team, like, our, we can't have our bottom six kicking our top six ass at this point. <laughs> and then luckily, like, through injuries, suspensions, this and that, I got, a, I, got a, I got a chance and then took that chance and then just
0: ran with it, kind of didn't, didn't look back, started playing from there on. Nice. I respect that. I mean, a lot of players, like you said, who w- would have quit in that situation. Oh
3: well, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. No, and um, and the thing is like being on the scout team. You know, there's not a lot of players that enjoy being on the scout team. But I, the way I looked at it, was like this is my chance. So when we play, I'm not gonna just like let them run over me. You know, I'm yeah. gonna make them work for. It. I'm gonna do what I can and like
2: show
0: out, so I can show them that I can play.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, now that you're done with high, uh, with college, sorry, um, you've been playing with the Armenian national team. You played 16, 2016, 2017, 2018. I actually saw you in Armenia. You turned your ankle. You didn't get to play in the tournament. Yeah, I sucked. Um, what are your future plans with the national team?
1: I mean, obviously nothing going on this year.
3: Yeah.
0: This year's kind of dead.
1: Um, but, I mean, we'll see. I was planning on playing with them this summer. Um. Um. They're changing coaches and stuff like that. So I got, I did get invited. It just like didn't work out. I guess. No, that's
0: you're getting invited for the men's national team, yeah. not U twenty. I can't play U twenty anymore. Twenty two. So is there a tryout system over there? No, not really. It's more like invite only. Invite only. Yeah. Um. Any hopes for Olympics? Taking our me all the way. It'll be a long process for us to get there, but <laughs> if we do, it'd be cool. We gotta recruit some more Stephen Enochs. Yeah, I'll be at the games with autograph books, just handing them out. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna get to like the more lighthearted, fun part of the of the show. Uh, Godin and John, you're gonna ask you like a rapid-fire kind of uh, question and Q and A with you. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Gary D, Johnny, one of you guys. After, After you, Davey.
2: All right, so um, so word on the street is you're a cereal fiend. So cereal, uh, a cereal fiend, yeah, you love yep. cereal. So what's your favorite cereal?
1: Uh, all right, if we're going like I only can have one cereal for the rest of my life, I'd say cinnamon toast crunch. And then what, what's your top three? That's a sleeper. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is a sleeper, man, but it it's is, like, yeah. I love cinnamon, so like, that's the thing that gets me. Um, my top three, I'd say Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Frosted Flakes, simple, but that's oh, yeah. the job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And third, I'd say either Cocoa Puffs or Fruity Pebbles.
2: Cocoa I respect that. I respect that. The chocolate
1: in the water, the chocolate in the milk. Oh, yeah. You
2: just drink it after. Oh, yeah. I respect that. That's a great yeah.
3: list. That is, yeah. I like that. I just had I some verticals really, this morning. I really thought about um, So, top three musical artists. <laughs> um, I'm not...
1: Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> For me, music is like... If it sounds good, it's good to me. I'm not, I'm not biased as to like, I need to listen to this artist or this artist. But like, if it sounds good, it's good. For th- top three, though, it's a Young Thug... Um, Young, Thug, Drake, and probably either Jake Cole or Chance.
3: Respectable. All right.
0: That's because of Chicago right there with a Chance
2: pick. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you did at school. (laughs) Clock winding down, game on the line. Would you rather, you know, yam a game winning dunk or knock down a game winning three? Definitely three. Three. You a shooter.
1: I can't dunk, so I can't. I can't see myself dunking like (laughs) the game winner. I see myself shooting at the game winner though.
3: Is it is it more the fear of you missing the dunk, or is it more the fear of like you getting hung on the rim?
1: It's the fear of not getting up to the rim. (laughs) (laughs) That's
3: right.
0: That's right. I've seen you though. You could dunk.
1: I feel like with like it depends. I, I need to have like a good head, like good head of steam. Like adrenaline's got to be pumping, like for me to actually at, at least get up a little bit. But I got knees of like an 85 year old, so it's like once in a while. Don't we all do they
2: crack when you stand up?
3: Sometimes.
1: I, sometimes it cracks when I start walking.
3: Oh, geez. All right, here's one What player do you model yourself after the most? Model
1: likes my game. I mean, I looked up to Kobe a lot. Um, uh-huh. I love, like, so, like, my game is, like, the mid-range game. Um, so, just, like, watching him work in the mid- mid-range is probably what I looked up to the most. But, yeah, Kobe. I mean, <laughs>
3: Kobe was probably my hero growing up. So, Do you have, like, a current player that you kind of admire right now? Current player...
1: I, I just like I love watching the Lakers games. I'm not a big LeBron fan, but since he's on the Lakers, I kinda like deal with it right now. Mm-hmm. And as long as he wins <laughs> us the championship, <laughs> LeBron James will be my guy, but Very
2: sure. I, Uh since the day you picked up a basketball until now, who's the toughest player you've played against? Sean uh, Oslan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, uh the toughest player would probably uh, probably Mie in practice i mean can't get much tougher than that but as far as far as like in a game though is that, if i'm gonna say yeah
2: aaron,
0: aaron holiday okay definitely aaron. is that is that against campbell hall the campbell holidays yeah yep
1: he's he's had a couple like he scored fifty on us one time. He had twenty-eight points in one quarter. Another time, so it's,
2: what? What was his game like back in at Campbell Hall? What, what was he like? Special, he was, just, what was he specialized in? He
1: was just super strong, like super strong, super skilled, and like can shoot it really well. Um, we didn't, we we couldn't, we didn't have an answer for that. Um, Trying to double team, triple team, but not much we can do.
3: So. Hopefully the NBA season resumes. If you if it resumed tomorrow, who do you think are the favorites?
0: Lakers. You didn't have to think about that at all. No, I mean
1: uh, with the way we stopped playing, I mean we were the hottest team in the league at the point. Uh, just beat the Clippers, the Bucks. Uh, it feels like it was yesterday, huh? Yeah I can't like I can't wait for this to start back. I can I cannot have the season end. I cannot have it get cancelled.
0: Yeah, no, no way.
1: I've invested too much of my time to this season. <laughs> 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 I because like in Chicago the games are two hours two hours ahead. Mm. So like I'll be staying up till like one AM watching games.
2: Huh. Um if you could have played D one, who was your what was your dream school? Any schools?
1: Supreme School. Uh, I don't know man. I was I was a, I was never like really a big college fan. I was really more in the pros when I was growing up at least. But like once I got into high school, I'd probably say like UCLA maybe. Just stay
0: back a little closer to home. Um, and it has
1: a huge history. Uh
3: any more, got in? I'm trying to think of a little bit of a wild card. So this is one of my favorite questions I love asking people. This might sound dumb, but would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? (laughs) A
1: hundred duck-sized horses? (laughs) One One horse-sized
3: duck. duck. One horse-sized duck. Like a bunch of tiny horses or a giant duck if you had to fight one.
1: Damn. I'd, I'd have to go, like, the tiny, tiny horses.
2: Okay, Step
3: on them. Explain yeah, that's the a good answer.
1: A big duck? I don't know, like... That's scary.
0: That's pretty
2: fast. Yeah, that's low-key scary. <laughs> a big duck.
0: A horse... Imagine, like, a horse's size.
2: That's
0: a big duck. No, but, like... But then think of it the other way. Like, you've seen ducks... At like the park, imagine like a, a swarm of oh, ducks yeah. are coming
3: at you. Those are pretty big. Too, well, like right? their horses though. Yeah, <laughs> but then the, those horses could like kick really hard. It feels like a bunch yeah, of like shin. little
0: shin kicks. Yeah. Uh, have you been hit in the shin? <laughs> if you've been hit in the shin, then you
1: know. Yeah, I've like ran into like the bed and my shin lay down for the next
3: minutes. Now imagine that, but a hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that- Uh, On that note, (laughs) then, I think
0: think we're out of time. Uh, Adam, thanks for, uh, once again, thank you for joining us. It's been an honor. Uh, If you guys are still listening, uh, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on uh, AdSense94 Podcast for both of them. Um, You can follow us, subscribe on every single streaming platform for podcasts that you possibly could listen to, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Anchor, and whatnot.
2: Uh, And um, Autumn, let them know where they can find you on social media as well.
1: Uh, At Autumn Arcelanian, anywhere. Twitter, Instagram. First, last name.
3: Any shout-outs you want to give? Close out?
1: Shout-out, Sean.
0: He hooked up for the Skype for you. Because I was calling you. It was unavailable.
1: Yeah, I don't know what was going on on my computer. I dropped it yesterday. God saved it. I don't know what's going on with it. Shout out, Seth.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. And mom. Don't forget mom. Set up in grace, baby. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, Everybody stay safe. Subscribe, like, whatever it is. Uh, And we'll see you guys another time. Right. Thanks, Peace, everybody. See you guys. Peace.